and boom goes the dynamite. Welcome to episode 41 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWON Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how are you, man? Jeff, I am great. I was just hanging out behind the bowling alley trying to buy some weed, uh, but now we're back, so everything is just fine. <laughs> oh, my God. In Georgia at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just uh, Just strolling Christ. along the Chattahoochee River. Ooh, that was uh, not pleasant to wake up to this morning. What a what a strange morning. Uh, started, of course, by Marty Jannetty. Uh, what else can you expect? Oh my God! Yeah, I guess he just hasn't gone through enough barbershop windows. Um. Yeah. Well, he he's now going to be under a criminal investigation, so that, that that's going to be fun. Uh can you imagine being the person like assigned to the cold case on this one? Just like fucking ch- literally chasing ghosts, just like having to talk to like a bunch of like brain damaged CTE wrestlers or like burnouts that used to hang out at a bowling alley in the late seventies. Holy shit! And and like, you know, and and, and now it, it, he he he. Let, let, let's not. You know, get over the fact that a he was completely uh, homophobic in that <laughs> in oh, his well, rant, yeah, yeah. as well I think, as completely racist. I think it's very funny that like he he confessed to a murder, but everyone's like, oh, but he used a slur. Yeah, but he also is well, right? Possibly confessed to another murder. Or, yeah, or I mean, he did say the first time. So I mean, if we if we're to go by the 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 wording of that post. He said it was the first time, so he insinuates that wasn't the last, last time. time. Yeah, right. Well, and he made it sound like that. Whoever this uh, this woman was, that he was. Well, I think that's he, just the girl he broke up with. Like they just broke up yeah. like recently. I guess. And, like it's. I mean, I gotta say, it's pretty amazing how seamlessly he went from like that insane story, just like directly into. But also, I'm sad about this breakup. Yeah, I, 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 I am sounding like Daffy Duck now. So. <laughs> uh all right let's oh my god you know be, between that and the other the other thing that's been depressing me lately uh story from the world of sumo uh one of my favorites uh is uh being basically he he's being forced into retirement because um he screwed up and went out several times during a lockdown, you know, amongst oh, his, amongst his, 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 Haya, his stable and during a, a, a tournament at that, um, you know, so well, I mean, w- I, I guess the upshot to that is this isn't like old school, like sumo from like centuries ago. Otherwise he'd probably be doing like seppuku. Um, so, you know, yeah, so- forced retirement, I could, I guess is like, uh, uh, not as bad considering. But oh my, it's just it's just really sad. It's just the 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 colossal stupidity and the complete disregard uh, for the health and safety of his fellow Rikishi has led to this. And he is one of my favorite. He was you know one of me and my my honey's absolute favorites too. And uh, it's just I, a I damn have very shame. little exposure to sumo, but every time I watch it, I always think this is cool as hell, and I should watch it more. Uh yeah, I think more people should try to watch sumo. Um. We'll have to talk more sumo off pod because I want to learn more about sumo. All right. Well, let's uh, speaking of tournaments, let's get into this tournament. Um, Absolutely. This is exciting. Women's Tag Team Cup. Um, The deadly draw. Now, I I, I am going to say that um, I'm going to bury, first of all, the idea that this is not on on dynamite. I think this should absolutely be on dynamite. Okay. I can, I'm going to try to offer a different perspective on that. Um, Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to see this thing on dynamite, but there's a couple of things here. One, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the matches that were on there, but dynamite's a two hour show and they have a lot of active storylines. There's a lot going on there. Um, There's no way that the matches that we saw in this first round and that we will see in the coming episodes of this tournament would get that much time. And uh, and the opportunities to have the kind of matches that they had were it on traditional dynamite too. I don't think it matters if it's on traditional dynamite or not. Here's why: one, it's 2020. 
a terrestrial cable, who gives a shit? Most people don't even have it anyway. If you're watching uh, AEW Dynamite, you probably have it on some over-the-top streaming service or, you know, you're doing some sort of creative online methods that are, of course, legal. Always watch Dynamite legally. We would never suggest you do it otherwise. But, hey, this is the times we live in. Uh, YouTube is a platform that's accessible to everybody, whether or not you have cable, you can share it with people if you decide it's good and expanding the digital platform for, for a company like this, I think is a priority of theirs, right? It's why that they've put so much focus on AEW dark. It's why they have like a match heavy thing on AEW dark. And I think that we as fans just need to get like uh, our brains kind of rewired as to like what priority on television means and what it looks like. I kind of think WWE has a lot to do with this, like the sort of like uh, Monday night rawification of mainstream wrestling, where if it's not on the A show, it's not as big a deal. Right. So I think that uh, some of that's on us as fans to kind of look at things differently. So I, I can see the kind of schools of thought. I know everybody wants to see something like this, like focused on in the main show. However, giving this thing like its own thing and room to breathe, they had their own graphics. They got to use different ring announcers, um, different commentators and, and kind of do something different with it. And I thought the presentation was very good. Well, I, okay. And I take all those points, but at the same time, you, you do realize that the, the casual fan, the, the, the mythical casual fan is probably more likely to be looking at it on TV than searching out a youtube video are they i i see that that's my thing is i don't necessarily know if that's true anymore because who is the casual fan you know what demographic are we talking about what age group do they have cable do they not have cable do they probably consume more youtube than they do cable anyway uh if they're if you know if this show is for millennials which it mostly is most of us are watching this shit like watching tv uh digitally anyway so i'm not 100 percent how sure how true that is anymore you know what i mean no. it, but plus, I mean, it, I mean the, the only thing that, that the only real mention it got tonight, just a spoil, was a, a little uh, byline on, you know, during the, 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 the ticker there, you know. Okay, now this is a fair point. Yeah, should now they this is something that you're absolutely correct about. And I agree with they should be advertising this thing more on the main show in order to get more eyes on it from their cable audience. Yeah, that is definitely true. Uh, they could be doing more that way. But I do think, you know, we're going to talk about this for a couple minutes. I do think the matches spoke for themselves. Um, I like the presentation of it. Like I said, they had some of their own graphics and, and some different things there. Shaw Guerrero on the uh, ring announcing job. Right. I thought she did great. That, that was good. Cool. How about Veda Scott? Veda Scott kicked ass. She was great. I, I, I thought she was just fine. But uh, so, uh, yeah, let's get into these matches. The, the, the yes. first matchup. Were the the Nightmare Sisters? Oh, how how convenient that they they uh, chose. Well, the, you did see that uh, that Allie has sort of cheated to get to get the draw when uh, well, yes. when Brandy and Dasha turned around. Allie peeked into there to make right. sure she got the chip, which very Allie-ish stuff. Uh, right. I can get with that. But uh, against uh, Penelope Ford and and Melanie Mel Big Mel, uh, yeah. So Big that Mel, Mel go, good old Melanie Cruz. Jacked, by the way. She looks great. She does. She has gotten jacked, yeah. Oh, um, like, yeah, she's cut up. So this match was, I thought, okay, not great. Yeah. But it, again, the, the biggest thing that stood out to me in this match was, once again, the, the absolute wacky world heel face dynamics in this, where the, the, the ostensible baby faces were cheating to win. You right, know, but here's the thing: distracting are, the ref and all that shit. I don't, you know, are they the baby faces though? Are they? I mean, I think one of those things where you, it's, it, you know, you have the, I, you know, the the face and the heel kind of team up, and you kind of have the do what it takes to win, a little bit of like internal conflict, and you know, at the end of the day, I don't think Brandy's a natural baby face. I think Brandy mm. is a natural heel. <laughs> Ali, Ali, obviously, a natural heel. Yeah, well, we're going to be discussing a little more of that later. Um, uh, uh, as far as Brandy Rhodes talking about uh, talking about heels, hmm, uh, that's a yeah. that's a foreshadow. Yeah. That's a tease. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, the, the match again, it was okay. It wasn't great, but yeah, it got where it yeah. needed to go. I thought Mel did some good stuff. I think Penelope again continues to improve. Uh, got some real nice spots, and I like her new ring gear. So a lot of good stuff there. Um, and then we got a little interlude where we finally get the date of All Out. Um, and it is um. As as suspected uh, during Labor Day weekend, uh, as right. as is the 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 norm these days, uh, probably will not be in Hoffman Estates. We're gonna go ahead and uh, assume this is gonna be at Daly's place. Yeah, it, it, this will probably not be in Hoffman Estates this time. So nope. 
RIP Sears Center. We hardly yeah. knew you. So there, there will not, there will not be a uh, there will not be a GCW uh, BLP Black Label Pro show. At, there will not uh, be three cups stuff this year. At there, it will not be at the uh, at, at the skate park like I used to go to when I was younger. So <laughs> I will. Say, I love two cup stuff. That was such a fun show to attend. We won't we won't digress too far. But that was a great show. That was a fun show. Yeah. Uh, and then the second match of uh, this episode of the Women's Tag Cup. Um, Tay Conti. Tay Conti. And Anna J. And Anna J. This uh, was an inspired tag team pairing, I think. Yes, going up against Nyla Rose and Ariane Andrews. I, Another inspired pairing uh, once we get to the end of this match. I thought this was I, here. This was uh, the example. I don't know who's in charge of the matchmaking and booking here, but this right here in this match uh, shows like what the best of this tournament can be. Um, I, I have a note that I, I, I really appreciate I really appreciated the fact that both Anna Jay and Ariane Andrews uh, both came out to Vaporwave um, yeah. <laughs> theme music. Yeah, you know, I always thought that, like, you know, Alexa Bliss used to, like, lean into, like, a dubstep type theme, like, kind of in her heyday, right. like, in NXT WWE days. And I always thought, like, that dubstepy, like, electronic stuff should be used more in wrestling. And uh, same for Vaporwave, for sure. This shit works. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've heard uh, Juice Robinson's theme in New Japan. I mean, that's yes. a total, and- total modern uh, club track. Yeah, yeah, that makes, and of course, you know, uh, uh, Joey and his relationship to Protovision, which we all love. Um, so this match actually fucking rocked. I, Hell yeah. I, I love this match. Take everybody Conti, did yeah, awesome. Everybody was great in this match. Something I've been saying since Tay Conti was in NXT is that Tay Conti could absolutely be a massive wrestling star. I think she has everything you want in a professional wrestler she has the look she has an mma background the jujitsu black belt uh she improves steadily uh she's learning on the mic especially in her second language um just nothing but good things to say about tay conti anna jay no business being as good as she is with her level of experience she's had less than maybe 20 matches in her entire life and she's like 22 that that little yeah yeah so her first match on AEW dark was her 10th match ever holy shit yeah so she's like a basically still a student and uh, uh is uh, way ahead of of the curve here um, so i think we're gonna see some really good stuff out of anna jay now that that nyla thing i don't know if that was worked or not and that won't be the only thing we discuss <laughs> where that's concerned um but it, it it added some an interesting uh dynamic to the match um yeah i mean well ariana andrew you know got her made her name on total divas uh with her attitude right that's that's what she made her name off of it's where she kind of got popular she was a funkadactyl and no one was tuning in for that you know uh, right i i think she's improved as a wrestler obviously in her time off but like yeah she's a she's a showman she's there for performance she really performed i think that attitude really meshed well with nyla rose and with vicky guerrero created an interesting dynamic during the match a lot of really good spots throughout the match it had great flow it had great rhythm and uh, it got to where we wanted it to get to Tay Conti and Anna Jay getting the victory uh indeed and then afterwards of course uh Nyla lays out Ariane Andrews so yes, expect that so expect I, that I, feud I did, to, to pop up I was tell I did tell my girlfriend I was like if if Nyla and Ariane loses that she's gonna kill her and that's exactly what happened and that's exactly what happened and uh, then a little bit of an uh, interesting thing at the end Tay Conti uh consoling Ariane at the end there yeah that that was that was interesting and then uh you know the entire damn dark order you know congratulating Anna Jay as well um yes. and then we had backstage Brandy Rhodes going off on how, how I am a star, and Allie just wanted to fucking kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Which build this tension? Let's do it because I mean that's uh, either either these girls win the tournament or you blow it up, right? Like if they lose, this thing blows up. Right. So let's let's build that tension now because I like I we don't know who they're gonna uh, their next opponents will be. So the next episode is gonna have the next two quarterfinal matches. Uh, which will be followed by a semifinal, which will be followed by a final. I assume the final will be on Dynamite. That's my guess as of right now. Um, it could be on Dynamite. It could be at All Out even. Oh, now I this mean, is an interesting thought. It could, it could, it could, yeah, I think you know that that does match the timeline. It does. It does sort of match the timeline. So, uh, overall, yeah, that was a really good debut. That was a really good debut episode for that, though. Yes, yes, and uh, 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 you know the the people that were new to the show really shined. So yeah, I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to part two of this. So uh, definitely. So if you are out there listening to this podcast and you watch AEW Dynamite, uh, fire up that YouTube machine. Make sure you watch the women's tag team tournament, the deadly draw. And with that. 
we go live to Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida for episode 41 of AEW Dynamite. Your hosts, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Taz. Taz back on the mic. Um, And we start right off with the nearly the entire damn Dark Order, minus uh, the Beaver Boys, uh, were not in this match. But uh, they're going up against uh, the Elite and FTR in a 12-man clusterfuck. And this, I loved the way this started. Uh, no entrances, no bullshit. Just ring the bell as soon as they go live. And uh, immediately, it was just nonstop action, man. This one, and we, we've talked about, you know, the challenges of the larger multi-man matches on this podcast before. I think they overcame all of them here. This was a very fun match. This was, I mean, in, in contrast to last week's match with... Um... Oh God! What was it? It was uh, the J- Jurassic Express and best uh, friends. Be- best friends and friends. Um, yep. Best against, friends and friends. What was it? Best friends and friends against. Um, it was like an elite. Oh, the, was it another no, it elite was the, FDR combination. No, it was the entire. Uh, no, it was it was the entire inner circle. Oh, the inner circle. And right, that right, one, right. that one never really got off the ground for me. I thought there was like too much going on. Yeah, it had one... flashes. There was a couple of good moments, mostly carried by Jurassic Express. But this one, everybody really got their shit in. This one got everyone got their shit in. Um, Dax Harwood appears to have an injury. I don't. That again, was kayfabe. It, All kayfabe. It, yeah, it was probably worked. Um, well, I, I think that was, the whole point was to get hangman page and ftr out of there to make it appear as though you know hangman left kenny in the lurch again just so they could have that return spot in the hot tag yeah right and it, which actually led to improve the match by taking some of the guys out of it yes somehow so, uh, it improved the match this match had a really great flow having that you know uh, addition by subtraction there was just it was i mean i don't even want to say spot fest because that's kind of a derogatory term in wrestling these days but they got a lot of stuff in everything worked the bucks were great in this one a lot of really good young buck stuff um cash wheeler put in a couple really good moves uh i just a lot to see a lot to like um, just nonstop action. So it was engaging action, not just like a, a, a battle Royal style. People just doing shit all over the ring. Uh, you know, moves made sense. The match still told, told a story, especially with the injuries and stuff happening. Uh, Brody Lee kind of lording over the dark order and letting them kind of get their asses kicked in spots here and there and like not saving them, uh, only to come in and like hit some big clotheslines, do some really impactful stuff. The, uh, the three man triple suplex was really nice. Oh yeah. That, that, that was pretty, that was pretty fun. Yeah. There was um, just a lot of good stuff happening. And then, here. and then, uh, when Adam page made his, uh, heroic return, uh, him and Brody Lee getting into yeah. it. That was some good Ooh. shit. That's a, that's a flash of something we could really, really get into later. Cause yeah, though that stare down, like you could really feel it there. There was a lot of chemistry. Well, of course, the ending of the match, uh, Brody Lee pins Adam Page with a just massive lariat, like just huge lariat. So, um, yeah, I, I'm seeing a tag challenge from Brody Lee and probably Colt Cabana, honestly. Uh, yeah, I could see it be Colt. I could see it be uh, uh, Allen Angels. Uh, there, there's, there's a few things they could do there. But yeah, I, I mean, th- th- this definitely is not over. I mean, hopefully no. this will lead to a Brody Lee and Adam Page singles match. At some point, this is something we got to visit because there, that's that's money right there. Good. I think, I, I think if you're Cody and you know you're uh, uh, what Malenko or whoever's booking this stuff, you see them, you see dollar signs as soon as those guys got in the ring there. After we come back from commercial, we uh, see Sue's van pull up with uh, with Dustin and Greg in it. Um, gosh, this definitely could be... nothing's going to happen with this van later. They're just doing this for fun. No, uh, we're not going to visit it at all. all. No yep, foreshadowing. Zero at foreshadowing. All. We just like the van. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, and then we cut to a John Moxley video promo, and actually, uh, this one was actually pretty intense. I, I, I mean, I'll, I don't sound surprised. I think they're intense every week. We talk about this every week. He just does this. This has become like kind of a bread and butter thing for Moxley during his title run. Uh, he's really good at hyping up his match or his appearance later through these little backstage, uh, you know, just one man vignette type things. They're little solo talks. Uh, he's great at this stuff. Yeah, th- th- I, I really enjoyed this promo. I, I thought Definitely. it was really, really good. And, and it's good that he 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 doesn't shy away from his death match past. No, at all. And I think, yeah, tying that into, you know, I know you, Darby, because I used to be you. 
Yeah. And I thought that was very uh, cool. Kind of shows like, yeah, I'm, I've been around a long time. I'm the veteran now. Um, you know, I've already done put my body on the line. I don't have to anymore because I'm the champion. But if you want to come toe to toe with me, I can always pull it out again. Oh, yeah. Uh, this leads into our second match of the evening in which uh, said Dustin and Greg, best friends, going up against Santana Ornatiz. Um, We have seen them wrestle before. This match was more of the same. It was solid, not spectacular, but it was, you know, it was kind of enjoyable. Absolutely. And I, you know, any excuse to get these four guys on my television, I'm totally cool with. Um, Ortiz has been just kind of a, a, an X factor within the inner circle and within Proud and Powerful. And he uh, quietly does a lot of heavy lifting there. Uh, yeah, that, that, that much is true. And we, I think we have, uh, all said that on, on this show before you, me, Chris Lawrence, various, I others. mean, yeah, he shines. Uh, he's done, he's done a great job there. Um, we then cut to the campaign headquarters of MJF, where we have now found out that there will be MJF against the AEW world champion at all out. OB still my beating heart. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you know, MJF has earned himself a title shot through hard work, doing good promos. I mean, this guy, look, he's young. There's a lot of criticism people can make about, you know, what they feel about the direction of his character. But I think his talent is undeniable. I mean, you know, it, it, it could have been worse. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I really, you know, between this and in another segment we're going to discuss, I, I really, really, really. The last thing I need right now in wrestling is references to polit- to political campaigns. Yeah, but you especially, know what? They keep it. Not, you're right. These things don't really feel like any kind of. There's really no parallels to like you know the what's going on with our current presidential race because like it's more just like classic boilerplate like generic cartoon politics with no like. It, there's not really a whole lot of animus to like real modern issues with it. So. I guess that's sort of fine. Like, it's not like no one's being like Trumpy or Bideny. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's true, although some but... a, 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 a character in wrestling being like Joe Biden would be very funny. Oh, Jesus, whatever happened to that guy from Virginia, the 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 progressive liberal? You remember him? Oh yeah, yeah. They did a Vice column on that guy or like a, a video thing. It's very funny. Yeah, yeah get the well... progress. I will say the Hillary Clinton T-shirt. <laughs> Give me one of those. Please. Yeah, where the hell? Yeah, where the hell did he end up? I haven't heard a, I haven't heard shit about him since 2017. Uh, you know, there's only so far you can go with that gimmick. Uh, we then cut to an in-ring promo from Matt Hardy, which uh, that was whatever. You know um, what? I, I will commend AEW and Matt Hardy for you know what your biggest complaints, right? Matt Hardy doing this broken shit and coming doing around all the same stuff, and I think a lot of people had that complaint, so they pivot. And that's fine. I think trying different things with Matt is perfectly good. Matt's good at this. He's good at anything he does. And this beatdown segment was very intense, very impactful. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Whoa. We got a we got an excited dog out here. Well, gee. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought that was mine for a second. <laughs> um, yeah. And then that that uh, and then the the, uh, the brawl with uh, Sammy Guevara leads to a very unintentional running theme through tonight's show of uh, yeah, people getting bust the fuck open. We had some blood tonight, and uh, Matt Hardy really kicked it off with just I mean intensely like 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 a Rhodes family member level of bleeding. That was, that was a, a, a 0.6 Muda right there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's uh, so Sammy puts him through a table. Matt bleeds intensely and the Sammy Matt Hardy feud is on. We are, we are, we are off to the races with that. Um, Very much so. And then we go backstage to, Hey, remember that van? Yeah. Uh, Santana Ortiz uh, beat the shit out of it. Superetta is a saint. How dare they? They have destroyed Sue's van, man. That, that, that is Sue does not deserve this. That is Sue deserves shit. better. You know, that, uh, uh, MJF says you deserve better. I say Sue deserves better. That's right. <laughs> Sue deserves better. <laughs> and we deserve better after this match they beat the shit out of that van dude oh god that was like yeah the, 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 they I, you know if, if it does watch AEW, you know he was like god damn pal that's great oh my goodness uh next time pour cement on it <laughs> our third <laughs> our third match of the evening uh cody rhodes in the debuting matt cardona 
up against uh, the Beaver Boys, uh, John Silver and was it Alex Reynolds? Alex Reynolds. Alex yes. Reynolds. I don't know. I didn't. I just wrote Silver and Reynolds. I knew it was John Silver. <laughs> um, the Beaver them Boys. I started watching Beyond last year, so I haven't. I wasn't super familiar with them, and before, before they uh, joined Dark Order. Uh, the Beaver Boys, uh, not bad in this match. I, re- I mean, but um, you know, Cody is the face in peril. Wasn't buying it for a second. I mean, this really was just a showcase for uh, Matt Cardona. Yeah, this was the Matt Card- I mean, I will say, you know, John Silver, one of the strongest guys on their roster, pound for pound, and there's a, not a lot he can't do. And uh, you know, like those those like hanging hanging like suspended uh, German suplexes and stuff, really impressive. Man, Cardona is jacked. He he I is. Should wait, I should say that. I should say he is zacked, bro. Uh, but you know, my 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 usual annoyance with Cody Rhodes, and especially after earlier this morning, I really just was in not not in the mood for Cody Rhodes today. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of Cody defending to do. It was a wholly fine match, but yeah, this was this was a match specifically to showcase Matt Cardona, and I thought Matt did a great job. And that that finisher he did, I honestly thought he did a Thez press as a finish. Just like what the fuck? Yeah, so that's I can't remember what he called that in WWE, but he's calling it Radio Silence uh, here, which I think is a very clever name uh, because his old entrance music was popular radio. Uh, so mm. I thought that was a cool name for it. Cool finisher. It's like a reverse zigzag famouser type situation. Yeah, it was a more like, yeah, when I saw it on the replay, it looked more like a famouser. So yeah, but yeah, it, it's it, like it, a famouser, but you do it from the front instead of the back. Right. And, but it was just, it just looked like, I was like, oh, is, did he actually do a Fez press? <laughs> Oh man, I'm more Fez presses. I like old school movies. Holy Keep it, shit. You know. Uh, as we, uh, as we fade away, um, Scorpio Sky comes out and, and does the stare down to, to Cody Rhodes. So uh, so one thing I did see on AEW Dark this week, uh, uh, Scorp did cut a promo on Dark saying that, you know, he's been the king of AEW Dark. Um, and while that's great, that's not his highest ceiling and not his you know ambitions. And he wants to rise higher and he wants to do more and just wait. So this is a little payoff for that. Um, and it looks as though next week. We are going to get Scorpio Sky and Cody Rhodes for the uh, TNT Championship, and I'm very excited for that. More Scorpio Sky on television. We cut backstage, and uh, yeah, as you can imagine, uh, Dustin and Greg not happy with what happened with uh, with Sue's van. Yeah, Chuck's opening that with, how dare you do that to my friend's mom's van. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Taylor and his use of uh, the English language sometimes is, is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, if so, you probably would. I mean, we all we all knew something was going to happen to the van, but like right after the van segment came out, Chuck retweeted uh, Chekhov's van. So, <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. And then uh, now, see, all they had to do was hide the van, and it could have been Schrodinger's van. And oh, nobody, if you didn't oh. know it was there, then you never could have attacked it. See, there you go. Yeah. Um, as we go to a commercial, uh, we get the return of. Sammy Guevara's cue cards as we uh, get into and see this is the thing about like I mentioned before about I really don't need any you know references to current political campaigns going on with a debate between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy hosted by fucking Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Jesus Christ. I, I, I I had heard a rumor about this. I was like, there is no fucking way. Um, Eric, yeah. Hey, Eric Bischoff is just one of those guys that just will never go away. We'll never get rid of him. We just, if we, if you watch wrestling, you just have to deal with him forever. Um, that's just how it is now. Uh, this is the reality. Since we were all children, Eric Bischoff is just there. Well, actually, <laughs> I was, uh, I, I was actually in my twenties when uh, Eric Bischoff well, was, was first really around uh, in the biz, but yeah, you, you, your point is taken. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh my god, why? And he, Eric Bischoff has always been here; he will always be here. And, and his voice sounded kind of rough at first too. I thought, like, I was like, he does not sound good. This segment took a minute to get off the ground. I had some big concerns as it started. I thought the debate idea is kind of funny, just because, like, and not even for like political reasons, but I think like this whole idea of like. Every Everybody's so obsessed with debating each other, like online and stuff. Like debate all these, like every, everyone's debate like a big debate dork now. So I did think that was kind of funny to like satirize that in a way. Um, and, and it took a second, you know, uh, basically started as you know Jericho just kind of cutting Jericho type promos with his answers. Cassidy not saying much, um, and then 
it really picked up when uh, 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 Orange Cassidy was asked about climate change and had yeah. a great answer. Uh, yeah, that was that was something. Climate change Cassidy was a lot of fun. So he uh, he nailed some cold, hard facts and he broke Chris Jericho on the wheel of logic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, holy shit, that that ending bit with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, we got some real intensity out of him. Tells Jericho to shut up, pulls the sunglasses off, says, look into my eyes. I want you to see me. I want you to understand that this is not only the biggest match of my life, but it's the biggest match of yours, because what if you lose to the guy who puts his hands in his pockets? Yeah, that that rescued the whole segment right yeah, there. Yeah, the segment, it ramped up as it went on, but yeah, this was definitely the Orange Cassidy show. He made this segment. Um, you know, Jericho did just fine moving it along. And uh, he said, I'm going to kick your ass right now. And by that, he means I'm going to have Jake Hager kick your ass right now. Like I'm throwing a uh, throw a Judas effect on you. Uh, and with the most devastating, shocking, electrifying move in all of pro wrestling, the Judas effect. You know, I am really glad that this was not the ending segment. No. Yeah. If, if this was the ending segment, I would have been pissed. So not to not to get too into the other guys or whatever, but this is absolutely a segment that would have ended a raw. Well, they would they, have done the, ch- the title match before, and they would have ended Raw with this, and this is one of the difference makers between those two shows. Well, see, I, I, I've said it on this program before. I hate it when they... It, usually when they start or end a Dynamite with a promo, it, thankfully, it's been good mo- more often than not, but I just... Especially still, the opening stuff. If they open with a promo, it's normally a hot promo, a la Eddie Kingston. But they... Right, but that was... To lead into a match directly into a match, though. So I- I'm talking about like you know the 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 Jericho celebration when the la- the ah. last time they were in Hoffman Estates, you know the the day before Thanksgiving. You know, yeah. The, the although the celebration didn't they start that like before the show a little bit like before they went live. Uh, I feel like they like they remember they didn't tape a dark on that one. Well, no, they did. Well, no, they did. It was just after Dynamite after, had gone off. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's after right. Dynamite had gone off the air. So yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, we digress. Anyway, the the, the segment, uh, I, I thought it was going to absolutely suck. Uh, I was nearly right, but they rescued it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I th- uh, Again, Orange Cassidy did a great job here. Uh, made this match for, uh, uh, so this is going to be what, uh, at All Out or next week? Or what this are they doing this? It's supposed to be next week. Next week, got on it. Dynamite, okay. So, um, next week, it's going to be a hot dynamite next yeah. week. AEW, please never put Eric Bischoff on your programming again. Thank you. This leads into. I got a feeling you're not going to get your wish. I, I have a feeling too, because you know <laughs> AEW does not listen to us. So we then go into. Stu a- Bennett just walks into the ring. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. No, not you too. Oh shit. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> We get a Britt Baker segment. Why is she still wearing a Bulls jersey is beyond me because she's a Pittsburgh. Oh, she's I mean, a, oh, no, I think it's uh, the Michael Jordan stuff. Well, r- right. Okay. Yeah. It's all like, right. uh, you know, greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, right. blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, so she finally reveals uh, who Big Swole's chosen opponent will be for her return from suspension. And it is. Uh, Drum Rebel. roll, please. What a shocking surprise this is. It's Rebel. Oh. <laughs> Or Reba okay. or whatever. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay, yeah, this was a squash. Um, yep. But during this, and welcome back, Big Swole, because we miss you on TV. We did miss Big Swole. Um, during this segment, they, they discussed the AEW heels thing, and uh, this caught fire on the internet earlier this morning. Hotly debated, I would say. Uh, okay. I'm just going to throw this out here. I, I am... Not opposed in principle to a, a a a social media type safe space for for women wrestling fans or you know, you know any women you know and I, I think you know what I'm getting at there you know the the, the broad spectrum of what constitutes a woman um in, in this day and age um I, I'm not opposed to this in principle uh, I am opposed to the fact that none of the hype for this mentioned that this was going to there was going to be a fee involved and i think that's shitty yeah i mean again this isn't for us right so i don't want to you know act like i'm the arbiter of uh, of whether this is good or bad or whether this works or doesn't work because ultimately i think that is for the non-man aew fan to decide um the paywall thing 
I can understand where that turns people off. Um, Cause I mean, it's always going to, Espe- I, especially I, during a pandemic. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, the good faith, you know, uh, a searcher in me wants to say that, you know, they put a decent paywall on this. It deters people from like popping in and trolling it or, you know, people that, you know, aren't looking at this thing in good faith to like try to get involved in bad faith. And ultimately $50 a year is about the cost of your average Patreon subscription. It's about $4 a month. Right. So I don't, they're not asking for like an amount of money above what any like pro wrestler asks like for their Patreon content which a lot of wrestlers have Patreon now in this new age where, you know, live shows aren't running anywhere near as much. So, you know, cost wise, it's not like they're they're It's prohibitively expensive compared to other extra content offerings within the industry. Um, it ultimately rests on what they offer, right? And what the content offered to people is and whether or not, you know, the, the fan sees value in it, just like anything else, really, when it comes to wrestling. Um, it, it just, but, but yeah, I think that, I think the re- people being turned off by it is completely fair. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, and number one, yeah, n- never for a second underestimate the links that trolls will go to never well, yeah, that's, underestimate. That's true. I, 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 that, that's absolutely true. I, um, and, and all you need to do is just look, look around at this world that we're currently in right now. And you know, you could see that. You know, yeah, but I think a lot of it, and especially in the wrestling community, I think one thing that holds true is like the shittiest wrestling fans are the ones that spend the least money anyway. <laughs> like that's almost always true. Is like the people that complain the well, most, like on social media, are the people you don't see at shows. You know well, what I mean? Well, I don't know. What are the absolute worst fans on wrestling Twitter? Uh, very loudly proclaimed how great this was. So, um, you no. know. <laughs> Yeah, so, look, some people are really into it. Uh, some people are not into it. And, you know, again, this is a thing that no one's really seen any other content offerings for. Like, all we're doing is uh, debating a theory, right? We're debating well, an idea. Right. So, but, I mean, if the idea is to keep trolls out, here's an idea. Try actually moderating it. <laughs> well, I'm sure it will be moderated. I would assume there's going to be moderation. Again, we're just speculating, right? We don't have really anything concrete to go on. All they've said is like what their first event is going to look like and a glimpse into stuff that they want to offer in the future. Right. And ultimately, it- again, neither you nor I are signing up for this because it's not for us. So I encourage the the non-man wrestling fan to make their own decision on um, whether or not that's you know has the value to you and whether or not that's worth it to you and i think i'll take a wait and see approach on it and also it just really smacks once again of brandy rhodes being completely on her stephanie mcmahon bullshit and it just you know again after all the posturing that that cody rhodes did with destroying the the the, the triple h throne at uh at, at the original double or nothing you yeah, know, it's I, just, no, I think it, it's, 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 it's easy to make late. those comparisons, but I, I, again, I try to, I try to separate the, those two things. I don't know if it's Brandy trying to be Stephanie as much as it's Brandy doing like her kind of, this is like Brandy's kind of thing, like the success win corporate business mindset, like lady type thing, like girl boss uh, uh, mentality, which I don't think is directly just tied specifically into Stephanie McMahon. But it's a direct comparison in, in this business. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's going to happen. I don't know. You know what? Again, it, you're you're right. It is not for us. I mean, we, we, by design, we're ineligible from it, even if it Correct. were for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, again, I, I'm not opposed to a space in principle. I think it's it's a good idea. I think a a a, a paywall in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, not not so much. You know. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. And, you know, again, how is this money be- being used? What's it, what's it for? Um, is this just well, something it, in the line of AEW's pockets? Are we yeah. using it to pay the women that are involved in making this stuff so we can make sure that they pay them yeah. fair wages? Are we using it to donate to charities that are women positive? So these are things that right. I and questions that I think the fan deserves to have answered. And I would hope AEW would show the transparency on in the future. Right. It, 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 it is is totally not what was asked for. I mean, the, the biggest thing that's asked for have more women's matches on yes. Dynamite. That, this is a great point. Yeah, I yeah. think, and that, and also tying into, you know, I, I did, you know, defend the uh, women's tournament being on digital, but I totally understand people's desire and reasoning for wanting this tournament on the main show because you want equal representation on equal footing on the yeah. same show uh, that everyone else is on, on the main show. Yeah. Right. And that makes perfect sense, too. And, and I'm not going to fault anybody for wanting to think that way. I'm just trying to channel it and look at it positively because I think there are a ton of positives to it being presented the way it's being presented as well. So well, right. it's okay. just all about where your mindset is. 
Right, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, there's nothing still stopping them from having more women's matches on Dynamite. You're 100% correct on this, and there should be more women's matches on Dynamite. The fact that the only women's match we got today um, was, you know, a fucking squash, and we don't even see Sheeta is ridiculous. Yeah, and in fact, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to praise the Dark Order for a second. You know why? Because a long time ago, um, I actually, it, it might have even been on Strong Style Story, uh, Chris and I talked about it. If you have a promotion that runs women's matches, there is no reason why your 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 main stable should not have women's members in it. Couldn't agree more. And I think, yeah, I think the addition of Anna Jay and hopefully the addition of more women to Dark Order in the future is a great thing. I yeah, that, that is the only that is the only thing. I mean, why why are there no women in the elite? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> You're Christian AF, bro. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. There is no reason. Why is there not a women's member of the inner circle? This is, you know. See, that, that and that's uh, that's totally valid. Because, I, I mean, I don't think that's, I wouldn't put that on Chris Jericho. Because I think Chris Jericho absolutely would be fine with having uh, women within the inner circle. Chris Jericho, uh, to his credit, um is, you know, a uh, pretty progressive as far as in-ring stuff goes. He really is. You know, he's talked about Aubrey being the best ref in the business, and he's right. He's, you know, talked about how he wants Aubrey refing his matches. Um, and, you know, as far as, like, his opinion on women's wrestling and, and women within the space is, is pretty good. So I don't think, I wouldn't put that on Jericho. But, yeah, I think a woman in the inner circle would kick ass. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that, that's one, that that would help. That That's a way to get bigger representation start adding women members to your stables because again if you're running women's matches there is no excuse why you can't have women in your stables and and you know to to circle back to a thing that didn't work the nightmare collective they did you know a women focused stable but then threw dr luther in on the other side which i also thought was pretty cool um, that was something that I thought was interesting, even though the, you know, the angle didn't work and they had to, you know, kind of abandon it. The concept of, of you know, doing you know, a mixed gender stable and, and, you know, waiting it the other way, it was also pretty cool. Right. So, but anyway, yeah, I, I mostly, I, 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 as far as I can tell, from my perspective, the AEW heels, which probably is a shitty name, but, <laughs> you know, it, it just seems, it just seems real, real carny to me. And well, it's, it's pro wrestling, brother. Well, yeah, I, I know it's pro wrestling, but I mean, there's Carney and there's Carney, you know, and this is Carney. So, with that in mind, our main event of the evening John Moxley versus Darby Allen for the AEW World Championship. And this starts off uh, with a firecracker. Oh, Darby yeah. Allen getting popped in the mouth <laughs> immediately. Ooh. And we, Darby did throw a real color. strong slap right to Moxley at the beginning of this match too. He did. So, I mean, so he, he got he got he got himself a good slap in there, and then we were off to the races. Um, yeah, this was another great brawl. Um, yes, all, all over the place car crash match. I initially was rolling my eyes when I saw Wardlow come out, and you had MJF interfere with the belt, but then. Once again, you know, both men bleeding in this match because yeah. I, so, so things that worked for me there, Darby getting absolutely just tossed into the ring post and hearing that loud oh, ding. Yes, woo, brutal spot there. Um, and I thought the interference thing was done really well. Uh, one because it didn't lead to the match actually ending, but it made it made you think about it for a second. That two count made me think like, what if they actually do this thing? Right. Um. So I thought that was well done in its regard. We're we're building up to this Moxley MJF thing. We got to have some more animosity there, right? This is traditional wrestling storytelling, and I'm I'm totally fine with that. And yeah, the blood, <laughs> the blood. This was you think maybe Cody was feeling a little jealous because uh, it, it seemed like everybody was bleeding except him tonight. <laughs> like, all right, you guys do it this time. Uh, but... I mean, Matt Cardona was red enough for everybody in that match. <laughs> And then one of the, my favorite parts of this, um, Moxley going for the the sleeper hold, you know, the the yeah. naked choke sleeper hold, and then he puts him in a gotch style, which means Minoru Suzuki is still in the mind of John Moxley. Oh, yeah, and also the, uh, the the pump handle pile pile driver. There's a lot of stuff going on there that uh, uh, had you thinking. Oh yeah, yeah, but uh, in the end, of course, you know the uh, the the Death Rider 
ends it for for Moxley. Oh my goodness! Yes, we call it the Death Rider here. Oh yeah, no, no, we've been doing that since day one. So yeah, <laughs> of this show. I want him to do Death Rider in America just once, just one time. Do a Death Rider. Wear the Death Rider jacket. Oh, the Death Rider jacket and the the Death Rider music. That guitar, that soaring guitar riff at the beginning. And shooter. You got to have shooter too. And shooter. Yeah, you got to have shooter. Just like he stumbles out. We don't know why he's stumbling. He's not like beat up or hurt or anything, but he's still just stumbling out. <laughs> Anyway, with that in mind, uh, yeah, that was a fun main event. Yeah, uh, Darby Allen, man, this guy, another guy who's gonna we're gonna see a lot more of at the top of the card in the coming months and years. Yeah, um, this, and with that, we end episode forty-one of AEW. Uh, Paul, your pros and cons show. My pros, the twelve man, the twelve man had a lot going on, a ton to like. Uh, big Cash Wheeler energy. Uh, he did a lot of really awesome stuff. So Cash was definitely one of my big pros there. Um, Taz on commentary again, another pro. He's having a lot of fun, uh, doing a really good job filling in for the quote, maybe possibly suspended Excalibur. We don't really know. Whatever. Um, I thought Matt Cardona's debut was done really well. I thought the uh, uh, main event was very good. Cons. The big swole thing, like I love having big swole back, but just, you know, just for her to go home and squash Reba, like no surprises there, no big deal, whatever. Eric Bischoff, who cares? Don't need him. Get the hell out of here. Um, and not enough attention to the women's tournament. Yeah, um, I'm going to say my pros are uh, definitely the women's tag tournament, even though that's not part of Dynamite per se, which no, is the also tournament itself, great. Yeah. yeah, the tournament itself uh, so far has been just fine. Um, I like, I did like the, the 12 man more than the 10 man from last week, which, which surprised me. Um, you know, the, the continuing story between, uh, best friends and Centeno Ortiz. I thought that was good. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the John Moxley versus Darby Allen match I thought was excellent. I thought it was a, a great brawl. Um, as far as the cons go, um, I think that this AEW heels thing is a con, so far, with uh, unavailable evidence, but we're gonna go. Uh, but I guess then, you know we're gonna have to wait and see on that. Um, oh God, what else? Yeah, Eric Bischoff. I never need to see Eric Bischoff ever again. Yeah, I'm super over it. Um, that said, the the debate for the most part was a con, but boy, did Orange Cassie rescue it mm-hmm. at the end. And uh, yeah, that and again, Big Swole. Only doing a squash and, you know, not enough focus on the women. Here's the real question. Are we going to get Jake from State Farm next week uh, figuring out uh, how to get a uh, get some coverage on Sue's van? <laughs> uh, maybe. God knows there are enough of those That's the debut we're all looking for. God knows there are enough of those commercials on today. <laughs> and God damn it, speaking of the commercials, damn it, I want to try that, that stuffed crazy bread. Even though I hate, Ooh, yeah. even though I hate Little Caesars, you know their, their pizza is shite. Even though you it's know, terrible. Well, but you my, know I grew up in Detroit, so Little Caesars was always around. It was well, always accessible. Yeah, and, you know, I, and I've been poor, and I've had kids to feed. Where you know, hey, you know, five dollar pizza. Yeah, damn yeah, right. That, you put enough spice packs on that thing, it's edible. Yeah, that, that that'll feed the that'll feed the kids for a night. But right. I always like the crazy bread. Even even yeah, the way crazy back, bread is even crazy bread's good. When, man. I do want to try this. Uh, stuff crazy bread so hey little caesars if you're out there uh in the often to say schaumburg area uh hit, hook me up with some uh stuff crazy bread get jeff some crazy bread let's go all right uh paul go ahead and plug yourself uh i will plug myself you can find me on twitter at thick flare ttv all c's no k's or at twitch.tv slash thick flare the stream's on a bit of a hiatus as i am in the process of moving to lovely gainesville georgia oh you are and, actually uh, you're gonna leave town i'm leaving town i'm you out bastard. bye-bye you i'm bouncing How? i'm taking my ball and going home how can you do this to me i never, uh, I, 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 I never even got to meet you at a show I'll I'll be back when wrestling comes back. That I promise. Um, but yeah, you know, a uh, lot of reasons. Uh, <laughs> partially among them that uh, my cost of living is going down by like well over sixty percent, <laughs> which is quite helpful. Well, you know, I I, I kind of had one of those cost of living things when I moved from Indy back to to the area. But you know what? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I 
can't say that I'm. I mean, paying for an happy. apartment by yourself in Logan Square is uh, not easy right now, man. Well, that's because you're living in Logan Square. That's why. Correct. <laughs> Just go a Correct. couple blocks. And, and I go a couple you know, blocks I love being down. a five minute walk from the, from the wonderful, iconic Logan Square Auditorium. And when wrestling comes back, I love to pop back up and catch a freelance show. Uh, but you, for all, now, all you had to do um, was go down a couple of blocks. You'd be in Humboldt Park. True, true, and you which know what? I office, believe, me. which is where my office is. But you know, if in Humboldt Park's going to be Logan Square in three years. Let's get real. Uh, don't don't get me started. Uh, you could find stop me. gentrifying the northwest side. Yes, please stop gentrifying the northwest side. I a hundred percent agree with that. Chance the Snapper judges you. <laughs> you can find me at Strong Style Story without the Ian Style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Um, we're going to do, uh, John and I are going to do a busting balls this week. Um, and I think there's going to be a strong style story in our future, but maybe not this week, but, uh, certainly before the, uh, the, the, the Meiji Jingu stadium sh- outdoor show. So, which, you know, is only new Japan's second ever outdoor. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, show, uh, historic. And the, the first time was at that same stadium. And, uh, the main event of that show was one of my, uh, not so guilty, guilty pleasure matches of all time. Oh Which, yeah, uh, the Great Muda versus Great Nita. You know, Ooh. at Sushi Onita in a uh, you know double hell barbed wire, you know, no rope barricade, landmine, etc. Death match. So. You had me at double hell. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Paul, let me know. Um, I mean, is, is your moving schedule going to interfere with you being here? Or not even in the least. I'm not going anywhere. All right. So, um, when, when when are you making the move permanent? Um. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of already have, but I still have to go back up to the Chicago apartment and uh, finish the packing and getting moved. I have the rest of the month to do that because I already paid the rent. Okay. Well, we'll just be safe in, in, in your travels and uh, always. Until then. Uh, and all of you be safe out there too. Yeah, indeed. Especially since uh, looks like yeah, you know, the the Chicago Teachers Union uh they 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 hammered it out. The kids ain't Big going back. Big Squad W, huge win for the Chicago Teachers Union. This is what solidarity does, folks. Unionize. And uh, yeah, it actually looks like yeah, even though I'm out in the burbs, it looks like uh, my son's not going into school yet either. So uh, glad that, to hear it. It's good. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of happy about that. Fantastic. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, <laughs> until then, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.